Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Thriving Thursday on the Empowered in My Skin podcast. Are you ready to be inspired by chewable sized episodes? Well, I think you are. So let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, it is I, Inky Chima for Robinson, and it's she, Get Me Bad Body, and we're back for another Thriving Thursday episode, and I'm so excited to hand it off to the only G, to the A, to the B, to the Y, the Gabby 1B Mamone. <laughs> wow, thank you. I feel like giving you a round of applause for that wonderful, wonderful introduction. Thank you. Thank you. I actually met somebody recently with 1B in her name, Gabby with 1B also, so it was ah, quite But you are the Gabby 1B Mamone. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, today I want to go into a topic that could be uncomfortable for some. And frankly, probably two years ago, it would have been uncomfortable for me as well. Mm. But we go there, right? We go there. And this is what I'd like to talk about today. And the framework is really about our dads, Mm. your father and my father, Mm. who have both passed in the short period of time recent Mm -hmm. to today and it got me thinking because i heard a beautiful beautiful poem are you familiar with the poem called the dash by linda ellis no tell me okay so the poem by linda ellis is about you know when you look at a tombstone there's two dates Mm -hmm. there's the date you were born and the date you passed and what's in between the dash and that's what this poem is about is, is the importance of living your legacy in that dash mm. in the time that you're alive. Mm-hmm. And so my dad passed uh, two and a half years ago and he was my person. Mm. And I know when your dad passed, you said the exact same thing to me, mm-hmm. that he was your person. So I would like to talk about their dash mm. and what legacy they left in this world and how did it impact you? You want me to start? Or you want to start? Yeah. I'd love for you to start. Oh boy. Maybe you need to start. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to start? <laughs> yeah, sure. I just felt a whole bunch of emotions come up. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And you know, to our listeners, for anyone that's lost someone close to them, a parent, a family member, a friend, this episode may hit you differently. And our purpose for sharing our stories is really to inspire and really show everyone that our lives you know, are short. And it's really important that we live out our legacy and share the lessons that we learned and, and share the beauty of the people that were in our lives and, and how they impacted us. So with my father, my father had a dream. Mm. My father had a dream to be in the Guinness Book of World Records <laughs> for growing the longest zucchini. That was his passion. Year after year, he had a beautiful vegetable garden and the zucchini wasn't growing for consumption. It was so that he could keep getting longer and longer mm-hmm. and longer. So there's a lot to this story. And due to the sake of time, we're going to sh- cut it shortly, cut it short. But what I would like to share is that there was a year where it was over eight feet long. Like that's taller than the average door or ceiling. If you can just imagine, right? And the year that he 
submitted it, someone else in the world had one that was two centimeters longer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. And I remember him saying, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to do it again next year. I've got the magic formula. And he really did. Now in 2020, that's when COVID hit. He was in the hospital. He was in a coma. I had the nurse hold a phone to his ear and I said many things. And one of them was daddy, we need you to come home because you got to grow that zucchini again. And I know that that was his passion, that he was really loving and his goal that he wanted to achieve. And sadly, he passed. Mm -hmm. And in his legacy, I thought I would plant his zucchini seeds. Mm -hmm. Because what he used to do was he used to preserve the seeds from the zucchini that uh, he had grown. And, you know, they didn't even sprout past the soil. Mm. They didn't even sprout past the soil. But I realized, my friend Roger Caesar helped me realize, mm. that it wasn't my dream. It's his. Yeah. It was his. Mm-hmm. It was his. He's the one that watered it with love and kindness and support. And And who was I to take his dream? I had to create my own. The legacy that he left was the importance of creating your own dreams and not do something that your spouse wants you to do, not do something that you're not comfortable with doing, create your own. And my dad taught me many, many lessons and I miss him. But I'll tell you, every time I grow a zucchini, now I now mine are really <laughs> mine tiny. Are come up really small. <laughs> They're really small. In fact, if you want, I could even send you a picture. It's like really <laughs> tiny. <yeah. laughs> um, but I'd never grown it before. But, you know, he inspired me to do that. Um, I learned a lot of lessons from that story. He didn't fail. Mm-hmm. He didn't fail because he didn't get in the Guinness Book of World Records. He was enjoying the journey to get there Mm -hmm. and he was positive with every single year that passed when that zucchini was getting longer and longer he was enjoying the dash Mm -hmm. so i'd like to turn it to you now is there a story (laughs) oh there's many Um, comes to your mind thank you Um, for sharing that brought me into like great emotion i um thank you so it's funny because i I had a lot of emotions over the holidays that just passed, um, but not, uh, it wasn't because of the holidays. Cause I can't always say that I was around my, like my East and mm-hmm. I traveled, uh, went away down South a lot of times for Christmas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even that, but I recognized for me what it was, was uh, my dad, you know, he passed in 2022 Yeah, and it was just the thought of stepping in. Sorry. It was just the thought of, pa- of stepping into another year without him, you know? Of course. And really leaving him behind. And, um, well, not. You know, I realized, no, you're not leaving it behind. You're carrying the memories into a new year. And, mm. you know, but it was that. It was that. It was like, now it's like my dad passed last year, you know? And yeah. it just feels like a so much further and further away you know, and, um, and he's not coming back. And I think it's just like, I felt like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just really hard to believe that someone who's been in my life for 50 years is like gone, you know? Yeah. 
So um, my dad had a great laugh. Like a great, uh, like a great laugh. And so I had this laugh, right? And it's so nah. funny because in my uh, eulogy, I ended it by saying, and now you know just why my head's not bowed. I don't jump and, or shout and have to talk real loud. But when you see me passing, when you hear me <laughs> laughing, I trust it will remind you of my dad because I, <laughs> I do laugh like him, you know? Anyway, the funniest story, I think my dad just had, um, he was, I realized where we are very similar is around building communities. And so, you know, I realized in life, like, it's not about what you do. It's about who you are. That's what matters the most. And, um, and it's really shifted, especially my focus in terms of goal setting. Like, it's not, I'm not trying to do anything different. I'm actually just trying to become something better and something different all the time, you know, that's, that's serving the world in a more empowering and positive way. And I realized that the things I'm doing and the people that I'm connecting with and, the experiences that I'm having are not empowering. Like if they're not like those kind of experiences that lead the world better, then I just don't want to really engage with that, you know? Yes. And uh, anyway, so my dad, my dad, <laughs> it's not necessarily that my dad's laugh came out of the story, but it's like everybody <laughs>, laughs at the story. And so I was uh, like, yeah, that's a great, that's a great um, uh, legacy of my dad is uh, yes. So my, as much as the man is like electrical engineer, which he, you know, he was very, yeah. um, he loved his, like he had his mind sharp, sharp to the very end, which I know was really important to him, but such a smart, very incredibly intelligent um, human. And um, anyway, so this one year, it was back in 2014, we had bought him, uh, he'd had an iPhone, he was new to the iPhone. Mm. And uh I got him, um, I'd been at, I'd been traveling to Montreal and I was yeah. with him one day and I was going through the world cup. It was the FIFA mm-hmm. world cup and I was going through some of the scores and he's, and then he said, and Kichi, what, what is that? Did, where are you getting those scores from? Yes. I said, Oh daddy's the, it's the FIFA app, you know, it's uh, you can get it from the app store, you know? <laughs> and so I would ever continue to tell him whatever. And then I left and then I was at work the next day. And I, I, I get a call from my dad and it's while I'm in a meeting, which was really odd. And I'm thinking, shoot, maybe I better pick up in case something's up. So I stepped out of the room and I was like, Hey daddy, what's up? And he's like, in Kichi, I was like, yes, daddy. He's like, you're never going to guess where I am. I'm like, okay, <laughs> where are you? And he says, I'm at the Apple store. And I'm like, why are you at the Apple store? He says, I came to download the FIFA app. <laughs> because at that time my dad would wear his african outfits all the time you know and i could just imagine the shorter african man dressing up here i'm walking into the apple store and saying you know i'm here to download the fifa app and he said that the apple technicians had come over to him and asked him how to help how they can help him and and he said oh my daughter said i can come to the apple app store and Yes. And then he says, I, I think she meant the app store on your phone. Yeah. So I say, Daddy, I meant the app store on your phone. I didn't say Apple store. He says, oh, well, these days, you kids with LL, LOL, LMAO. Oh, <laughs> He's like, I can't bring it in the Apple store to App Store. I thought I howled and anytime I tell that story it just makes me laugh and makes everybody laugh but uh yeah no my dad was really great on community and I and I think about 
since his passing, I've been so better. I've been reconnected. I've been connected new to like relatives that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm in a family chat that ex- like between the Wafor and Ua and, and it's just, it's, you know, it's just like, it's, it's that legacy of community and connection yes. that uh, he really leaves. And I think that's really what we're known for, right? Is how did we touch and com- and bring people together for common cause to share love and energy and light and spirit and, uh, you know, for the goodness of goodness of all, you know, and I, so yeah, very blessed. And I realize I'm more like my dad than um, ever before. And I think mm-hmm. more and more like the spirit of him, you know, I allow it to, to, um, you know, just kind of move through me. And yes. uh, I'm at a period in my life where I just wish he, I could just tell him just one day, I just want him to know what I'm doing, you know? And I have to believe that he does, you know, but I yes, know he knows. he's so super proud, you know? And um, oh. yeah, so this is... Uh, it's great. It's great to even share that. I sorry, I don't mean to monopolize um, this moment, no, but okay. there is uh, Lauren London. I was listening to this uh, podcast that Julie had put me on to. It's uh, the Angie Angie Martinez um, in real life podcast, and uh, mm-hmm. so she interviewed Lauren London as her first episode. And Lauren London was Nips, Nipsey Hussle's um, wife or girl. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and something that she said that was so profound that just, oh my God, I got it in an instant. She says so many, she attended so many funerals, but sitting in the front row hits you different. Oh, I get that. Uh, you get that? Yeah. It hits you different. Mm. Yeah. And it, it's true. I have attended, even since my dad, I've attended many funerals. And some of them, I shouldn't even, you you know, young people, they shouldn't even be there. But still, the loss of someone like our dads is so close to us that we knew for so long. And yeah. for anyone that's sitting in the front row, hits you yeah. different. Yeah. I, um, I never had that opportunity or closure. Mm. Because my dad was one of the first people in the city that I live in to have COVID. And back then it was so new that they were, we weren't even allowed funerals. Mm. They didn't want to even change him into a suit. Uh, There were so many restrictions. Mm. So we weren't, we weren't allowed a funeral and that was hard. So I actually never had that Mm. chance to sit in the front row. I never had the chance to give a eulogy. I never had that peace that comes. And uh, I had to work very hard to accept that because it was always one of these things that I felt like I never had that closure with him. And so I share that because, you know, in this podcast, we're always talking about ways to thrive and be empowered in our Mm -hmm. skin. And life isn't rosy for everybody all the time. Right. And we may portray ourselves that way, but you know, we have shit that goes on in our lives. (laughs) Let's be honest. And we have to be able to really live around that hole that's created in our heart. The Mm. hole will always be there. We just have to learn now how to readjust. So, you know, kind of one final question about that readjustment after a tragedy, like losing someone special in your life. I remember having a conversation with you. <clears throat> Your dad was someone that you would call when you were driving, mm-hmm. right? So 
how did you readjust mm. when you were in the car and you were ready to pick up that phone to call your dad, but remembered, I can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. How did you readjust? So it's still to this day because um, one, when I get into my car, just from technology perspective, I have all my favorites and they come up. And so my picture with my dad is still there, but it doesn't obviously doesn't have a live phone beside it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, I still think about it, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think now what I do is I just pause and sometimes I sit, in, I drive in silence yes. and sometimes I'm like, you know, I feel like in those moments, maybe I, there's a silent conversation that I'm having with my dad, like the spirit of my father. Yes. And then in other times I'm like, who can I share love with right now? Mm. You know, and somebody else gets that call, you know, it's my mm-hmm. mom mostly, you know, yeah. so I've adjusted, I have another parent, you know, and she's still alive and, yeah. and I'm so grateful every single day. And how about yourself? I had a different, it's funny. I had another question for us to end, but uh, how about yourself? How have you because your hair you never cut your your dad was who cut it who cut your hair and it looks like you got a haircut right now because I'm looking thank at you your hair. Yes. and yeah, so I think that you've that... gotten two because thank you yeah you've gotten two haircuts now haven't you yeah yes yeah. well no I've had one only one uh, okay I've had one yeah so the story there for anyone that doesn't know is my my dad was a hairdresser and as a little girl a baby he was the only one that ever touched my hair we had a salon in our basement and 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 he would cut my hair and so I was due for a haircut actually right before he went into the hospital. And so one of the things that I said to him on that phone, when the nurse held it up to his ear was daddy, you got to come home. I need a haircut. We all do. Cause he was our family hairdresser. And, um, after he passed full transparency, I did not have the courage to sit in someone else's chair because nobody ever cut my hair, but my dad, mm. So for the first time in my life, my hair was down past the lower part of my back. Mm. And it was long and it was getting unhealthy, uh, but it was really something that I was struggling with. Mm. It was really something I was struggling with. My uncle happened to visit in the summer this year, who happens to be a hairdresser. And he's like, Gabrielle, your hair is too long. You need to cut it. I'm going to cut it for you. And so it was really a blessing in disguise because I never needed to sit in someone else's chair. I sat in my dad's chair. It's just uh, someone else did it. That's beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That's going to make me cry again, girl. My yeah. Goodness. So someone else cut it. So I cut 10 inches. Oof. 10 yeah. Now, before that all happened, I desperately wanted to donate it, uh, but I learned that I color my roots. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you're you not allowed color. to yeah. donate chemically treated hair. Yeah. Nobody took it, and I did my research. So, so it was interesting seeing that hair fall on the ground. That was like a monumental step in my life, a step of expansion, truthfully. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. I Thank you for believe, that. Thank you. I believe from that experience, I I can really achieve what I need to achieve just by putting my mind to it. I love it. And for anyone here, you know, whether this brought up something for you or you're, you know, in a grief journey or, you know, you just want to do the work in order to be able to be, 
you know, better prepared, hopefully, when that time comes. You know, yeah. one of the things I'd always say is don't focus on what you have to do. Just continue to focus on who you who you've become, mm. you know, and and you can with the spirit of whoever it is that you've lost. You I love what you just said. It's about expansion. Yes. You know, and uh, if you could believe that your human will expand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Well, thank you. It was a, I think thank this you. is an amazing way to reflect on our fathers and, yes. uh, and reflect on those that, you know, have gone before us. Yes. And I thank you. And I'm going to, I'm going to check out that dash. I'm, in fact, I'm going to make sure that I utilize, I think for all of us on this side of the, of the soil, I think of anything, as we exit out of this episode, there's power in using the dash. Yes. Yeah. And using the dash to change the world and make it a better place simply because you're here. So mm-hmm. let's all go on and make sure that that dash expresses how much we are here. I yeah? love that. And I love that you use the term soil. That reminded me of my dad's zucchini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all tied in for me. I, yes, I love it. So this is where we have to say we're out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> so there you have it. I hope you are thriving and feeling empowered and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Bilyeu says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome sharing energy with you. It's your girl, And I'm out.